That's gold. Literally yes. called That's Gold. It's a British gold nail. Yes, by by a new um, brewery I just discovered out of Sherwood Park, Alberta. Ooh, and they had a tent at the local farm market, farmers market last week. Yeah, and they had tasters. So I said, you know what? Why not? Let me try it. I like a nice ale. Yeah, and yeah, it's um, what have they got here? They actually have on the back malt. They use a Maris Otter, two-row, wheat flake barley. They water, one to two sulfate chloride ratio. Yeast is a safe ale. And hops are Fuggles and Eldorado. And oh. it's a gold-colored, moderately hopped, faintly citrusy beer. Hmm. Yeah. So That's I tried good. it, and I'm like, I'll have a four-pack. <laughs> so then, I, of <laughs> course, I, and then I looked at her, and I said, how's your your ipas i said yeah. is a little bit of perfume and pine cones she goes yeah you might want to stay away if you're not <laughs> too fond of the IPA. i'm like all right so they had a beautiful red ale irish ale red. oh love yeah that. i know so i tasted that and i picked up four pack eight cans 40 bucks uh, and well but it's a craft it's beer a right dear, it's, but it's, yeah for craft beer i mean right it's get, yeah. so i'm like support local 500 expect. milliliter can yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Well, at least there's that because some of them are, are a little slightly yeah, less. Yeah, most are three fifty five. This one, hold on. My bad. Four seventy five. Okay. Four hundred seventy five milliliter can. So it's you know a can and a smidge of above a regular like as a tall right. can. Yeah. Good sip. Nice. Mm. I'll have a couple surprises when you guys come out in September. Okay. <laughs> Fair the fridge downstairs. Yeah, for a couple nice. of tasters. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. to Nutting. Well. <laughs> Just recovering. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Jesus. So I'm on the uh, ice cold Pure Life uh, bottled water from Costco. Mm-hmm. No, nope. uh, Walmart. Yeah. No, I had a friggin' just flattened, <sighs> stupid stomach bug on, it started up. I guess it started Friday a little bit, but I didn't feel too bad on Friday. I could just feel it overnight when I was, I woke up Saturday morning and I could felt, I could tell I had like a, a fitful sleep mm-hmm. and I didn't know why, but I got up Saturday morning when I got some groceries and stuff and, and then the shit struck Saturday Jesus. afternoon and the, the energy dropped out of me and the chills and the shakes and the sweats and oh my god and it lasted all through saturday night and into like all day sunday and it finally broke about 9 30 sunday night god damn yeah miss friggin lapine's uh hot dog fest oh. and everything god damn it yeah <sighs> the only time done. i'll ever let you say I missed showing my wieners. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, I was I was really looking forward to shoving hot wieners into my stupid face. Well, so he has the rib fest, right? Yeah. And then oh, there's yeah. the hot dog fest. It was that yeah. all through a hot Juanita? Uh or no, that's the smoker, right? That's the smoker. We haven't actually, we actually haven't fired that one up this year. Okay. Uh, for either of them. So we, so far we've done um Burger Fest. Mm-hmm. That was the first, that was the kickoff. Right. And then ribs. But even the rib fest was um, uh, 
this year was cook them before you bring them, which I usually do anyway. I do them in the right. oven. It's just my the way I like to do them, uh, and then put them on the on the grill there. Heat them up, sauce them up, serve them up, right. type thing. And then this uh, past weekend was the hot dog one. This is actually the the uh, first annual hot dog cookout fest, and I missed it. And we actually had uh, Kim made the made deadly baked beans oh. in uh, in the in the Insta Pot or instant. I always call it Insta Pot, but it's not. It's instant pot. Instant, yeah. Uh, yeah. And oh, like she's made them before in in the pot, and like I usually just do it in the roaster, like traditional, you know, baked beans. And they said, "We we'll look up a recipe for the instant pot." And oh man, I'll never go back. It is the easiest way to do beans, and they really? turn out. Oh, they're so good. We got them. Yeah, I didn't even. I won something a little while ago. And it was like one of these draws or one of these raffles or something. I had one of those, these Panasonic, maybe it's the same thing. Yeah, it, it was a pressure cooker, right? So if it's yeah, a pressure yeah. cooker, it's basically the same thing. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you don't have to give me the recipe because. Oh, so the idea was to put the beans on the bun and have beans and wieners, right? On a hot dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fuck, never went. <laughs> so I've been, eating beans. Baked, I've been eating baked beans now since I've been feeling better. So I don't know if, I should, if that's a great idea after having a stomach bug. Yeah, no doubt. Well, <laughs> you're guaranteed to be cleansed by the end of the week. Yeah. Like you right? said, never trust a fart. Never, ever, <laughs> ever. Nope. nope. But uh, anyway, I had the woods drinking water, whatever. Yeah. The, nope. the Sahara could quickly turn into the fucking swamp. <laughs> on a drop of a hat. <laughs> on a drop, yeah. Mm-hmm. On a turn of a branch. <laughs> oh. Welcome to the Video Night Podcast, the podcast about the movies you love from the VHS era and beyond. My name is Jerry. I'm Rob. There's a lot of people. Um, I know that we didn't get into our call-in show this week, but <clears throat> we sort of pivoted based on time and people and availability and all that stuff. So yep. um, there's a fair amount of shit we got to get into tonight. Yes, we sure and do. We're not going to hit on all of them. No. I know mine that I have picked. <clears throat> there's a couple of no-brainers, and there's a couple um, which may provide a little bit of comedic relief here. Perfect. Yes. Awesome. So, so what we're going to do this week is uh, talk about actors and actresses who uh, have shown a, an incredible range of, uh, I guess, acting chops in their filmographies and. Um, and you know, there's there's ones that you'd consider your your Mount Rushmore of these you know wide range actors, and uh, I guess there's a couple that I th- I thought of anyway. They're they're huge names, but ones that didn't come to me initially, like right away, type thing. So we haven't discussed. So you have a few, and I have a few, and I'm sure we're gonna have crossover, but we didn't actually discuss who we picked. No, uh, we did not before the pod at nope. all. And so that's close. Good. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So why don't you lead us off and see what uh, was your first choice for actors with 
the huge range? I'm going to start with one um, on the female side of the ledger. Okay. One Ms. Meryl Streep. Nah, nice. She did make my list as well. Yes. I kind of figured, but yeah, right from the 70s up to now, the things that she's done, the things that she can, continues to do. One of yep. my favorites is from 12 years ago when she did um, Iron Maggie. Oh, um, yeah. Margaret Thatcher, and if anybody hasn't got a chance to watch the movie, I know it's a biopic and all that stuff, and you know, it's not everybody's not everybody's cup of tea, as they say. <laughs> um, brilliant yeah. performance. And if you actually go back and watch some of the old um, videos of Maggie back in the day, yeah. and watching the transformation that she went through, um, that to me is, I mean, she's got, I, we could spend the whole pod talking about Meryl Streep's filmography, but yeah, the Iron Lady for me is what did it. I, I, I had no idea she had it in her. Um, right. To be able to pull off old Maggie Thatcher. Well, a, like a British accent. Yes. That spot on for once. Right. Uh, just perfect. Absolutely and, brilliant. You know, yeah. Did she actually, you know what? One thing I I, um, I didn't see is, did she win anything for that? I mean, shit, it was 12 years ago. I don't keep track of. Yeah, she won an Academy Award for that. She did. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Yep. That was one of my favorites by her. I mean, you can go on and on and on and on. But yep. uh, to me, that's the one that sticks out. If I see Meryl Streep, I mean, again, it's recency bias. Well, recency is, is 12 years ago. but 12 years. Uh, <laughs> you know, yep. go back to, you know, right back to the beginning of the 80s, right? Um, the other movie I really loved with um, was Death Becomes Her, that comedy. Yeah, yes. That's, that's one the, that I can sit down yeah. and watch. I haven't I seen it in a dog's all. age, but yeah. but I I remember the uh, the effects being very groundbreaking for the time. Yeah, and uh, she wasn't known for doing comedies at that time, no. No. at all. Like she be able to pivot from Kramer versus Kramer out of Africa, yeah, and Sophie's choice. choice, and then turn around and do Death Becomes Her. I think for everybody, it was one of those times where it was like, really? dang. Yeah. yeah, and then to turn got, around you and got then that in the in the bag of tricks, do you? Right, and then with yeah. old Clint in the bridges of Madison County, on and on and on. But I, I think for yeah. me, it's the it, death becomes her and old Maggie Thatcher and the Iron Lady. Yeah, there's nothing I don't think that she can do. And I, you, you look at every award show every time somebody gets up and they're nominated and they're you know they're side by side with her and she's one of the nominees or she's mentioned in the same breath all of her peers yeah. young and old um continue to on both sides of the the aisle the men, the men and the women they always give um Meryl a shout out as being you know basically she's what you want to aspire to <laughs> yeah Right, yeah. she's one of the goats. Yeah, so yeah. that that was my first pick. I don't want to spend too much time. Everybody knows Meryl, and if you don't, then you yeah. shouldn't be listening to the podcast. Yeah, no, she fits the bill perfectly because, yeah. like, it's like we, you know, we started off with the, that's you know Kramer versus Kramer, Sophie's Choice, cool. yeah. but then she does movies like Mamma Mia and right. um, Julie and Julia, the Julia Child movie yeah. with uh, Amy Adams and stuff. You know, that's very, yeah. very and Devil Wears. She's brilliant in Devil, Devil Wears Prada. Prada. I really like that movie. Yeah. I saw it in a the theater, yeah. believe it or not. Um, yeah. 
so she can go from from that kind of comedic timing to something as you know deadly serious as Sophie's yeah. Choice and and that sort of thing. So yeah, no, she had to be there. She was a- that uh, the show, the TV show, Big Little Lies. She did a few years ago. I actually watched that when Heather Heather was into those sort of um, those dramatic sort of HBO type of joints. That uh, okay, that was a good that was a good show. She did. I don't think I saw that one. Yeah, I think it was with Nicole Kidman, I believe. Okay. Um, there's a bunch of them. It's only uh, it was only a couple seasons, but yeah, she's uh, she's got to be there. She's on the Mount yeah. Rushmore. Oh yeah. Oh for sure. Guaranteed. Yeah. So the first one that that came to my mind um, was Mr. Thomas Jeffrey Hanks. When he first came out, let me let me phrase it this way: When he first came out, I thought Tom Hanks was actually a stand-up. Yeah. Because the movies he was in was, you know, they were very, they were all comedies for, you know, there was bachelor party and what was the other one they did with the, um, splash. No, it was, it was before splash the um, show on TV, bosom buddies. Yeah, that's right. He was right? on bosom buddies. Yeah. Maybe it was a bachelor party. I was thinking of, but wasn't there one that we played a stand up? punchline Sally oh, Field. but that yeah, was that, after that was a while after that was right. the late, later in the 80s but but bachelor party came out and you know he did pretty much all like through, through till about 90 early 90s it was splash money pit big league of their own you know they're all you know these massive hit comedies and then 1993 comes around and he is in Philadelphia, <laughs> you know, that was the uh, turning point though. Right. I think whoa, that was it ever. That was a, for a lot of people <clears throat> that was, I, I, even, I mean, what, 93. So 18 years old at that point in time, we'd gone through six, seven years of renting movies, right? Yeah. Big, the burbs, Turner, huge Joe versus volcano. Right. You, you name it. Um, then the, the, kind of the turn was sleepless in Seattle kind of, you know, comedy, but sure. a little bit more dramatic chops. But I think Philadelphia was the, it took a lot of getting used to. I was almost yeah. like at that point in time, you know, young, do you take him serious? Right. You were looking for, and he played it, you know, as serious as the movie was, he, mm-hmm. he did still have that, those little, little elements of levity in there, but not much. Nope. <laughs> it was, you know, <laughs> pretty serious, pretty serious. Yeah. And then of course, Forrest Gump comes along in 94, which just, if that doesn't show range, uh, in acting ability, uh, it's, I don't know what does. Cause those that, two. Yeah. yeah. The juxtaposition um, between the characters in both of them. Right. And, you know, to compare that to, uh, you know, the money pit, <laughs> which has one of my uh, shit. I was going to bring up the, uh, the soundbite. It actually has one of my favorite scenes I think, in movies. Have you, you've seen the money pit, I assume. Yes. No? Okay. Yeah. The bathtub scene. So they're, they're renovating a house and it's him and Shelly long. Right. And, everything goes wrong is, is, is the plot of the movie basically in this house is just killing him and driving him crazy. But at one point he fills up a bathtub and it falls through three floors of their house and blows up on the, on the, in the basement. 
And Tom Hanks looks down the hole and does this laugh for, I don't know. It looks, it seems it goes on for like half a minute of him braying, losing his mind. Cause he's, is he snapped and just braying with laughter. And I, I never heard. You know how much how much fortitude it took not to laugh all the way. Oh my god, that was brilliant! (laughs) Simply brilliant. That was the sound bite you're looking for. That's it. Oh, that's it. Awesome. To go from that to Jen A. Right, (laughs) or or you know a a gay lawyer suffering from AIDS. Yeah, (laughs) or Captain Miller in you know Saving Private Ryan. The guy is just, he, he personifies acting range to me. Uh, and then, go of course, Woody, Toy Story. I mean, come on, man. The Terminal. He played a... Uh, yes. With the accent. Yes. I mean, how exactly. many different accents has he actually done no, in all of his... I don't know. You know? Uh, Green Mile, for God's sake. He was so good in that. You know, uh, one of the understated ones I really liked, and I don't know if a lot of you like, I really like that the biopic Captain Phillips. <clears throat> you know what? One. I didn't see it. No? And I probably should. I know. I didn't see it. Really, really, really yeah. liked it. Yeah. yeah 10 years old? What the hell? Anyway. Castaway. That, How about uh, that? Castaway's a great movie. Yes. Absolutely. So, um, there you have go. you watched There's... The Greyhound? That he's Captain mm. Submarine and he's sick? Um, no, I don't even even heard of that. Oh wait, he's the captain. They're they're the supply ships. Uh, the Merchant yes, Marine. The, yeah, that was on, on the, um, Apple TV or something, yeah. wasn't it? Yes, great movie. That was a good movie. Really good. Yeah. So. Uh, oh, so and then of course Colonel Tom Parker and Elvis. Elvis, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I didn't mind Elvis. I didn't. This, I didn't see it. I knew he was no. in it, but I didn't see it. No. it it's kind of. Kind of hard to get used to at first with regards to it being told from Colonel Tom Parker's point of view and, mm-hmm. and whatnot and so forth. Yeah. But hell of a good, hell of a good run. I liked it. It was really good. Um, nice. Yeah. Now, may I pause for a sec? Sure. And say movies that you didn't think were going to be big. How about that little movie that I said I wanted to see a long, long time ago when we reviewed it in our summer Blockbuster preview Barbie for this weekend. No. Wow. Yes. Should have started with that. Yes, I know I should have. I was going to bring it up. I'm like, God damn it, but I had to get it in. Yeah, yeah Barbie Heimer, 235 million bucks. Isn't that something? 235 million bucks between two movies on an opening weekend. Yeah, that you couldn't be any more, you know, polar opposites right? <laughs> in, and in we're ta- tone and visuals. And, and the reason why I brought that up is because we're talking about actors who are the exact polar opposite in a lot of the characters they play. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That is, that's like the, 
That's the box office version of it's Tom Hanks. Yeah. <laughs> it's Boom. been said a million times. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Drop it like it's hot. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so Tom Hanks, 100%. Yeah. So what do you got next? Well, you know, I'm going to go off the board a little bit. Okay. And you're going to laugh. And I really don't care if anybody scolds me for this one. Okay. One of my all-time favorites. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. When I say it, you're going to know exactly who it is. Clint Howard. Yeah. (laughs) Man, if you're in every movie ever made, you've got friggin' acting range. That is range. (laughs) Do you know the funny thing about... Yeah, and goddamn right it counts. And you know that he obviously got his start with his brother and all this stuff, you know, in TV and um, little Opie Cunningham. Um he was actually the voice of Rue on one of the original Winnie the Pooh animated, and he did it for like 14 or 15 years. Really? Yes. Winnie the Pooh. Look it up. The voice of Rue, Clint Howard. I'm looking it up right now. Yes, sir. He voiced Rue in the 1966, 68, 77, 60, and he did a voice for the original Jungle Book in 67. Holy started, shit. Yeah, he started a bunch of his brothers. Obviously, we know who Ron is, but yeah. when you see Clint Howard in the movie, it's one of those times that that meme with, uh, have you ever seen that meme with Leo DiCaprio from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood where he's having a dart and he's pointing at the TV? <laughs> right. It's like, there's Clint Howard. Oh, is that what he's doing? No, no, he like oh. that's me when I see Clint Howard in the movie. I'm like, there's fucking Clint Howard. I thought, I thought that's what Leo was doing in the movie. Hey, I haven't shit. seen that movie he, yet. He might have, he might have been doing it. But you look at what he's been in, and again, I get it. This is a bit, you know, we're we're talking about a lot of serious actors, but having a career that's what now. 50 years old this year, I believe 60, actually 60 years old this year. Yeah. Yeah. He started in 63, 60 years. He's been in show business. He's 64 years old. Yeah. Right. Um, Obviously he didn't have starring roles, but he was in enough to say that the number of characters that he plays over the last little while has been nothing sheer of holy shit. Right from TV and all the films, his brother's films, obviously in his brother's films, he had a little bit more prominence. Sure. Right. Backdraft, probably uh, Apollo cocoon. Those are the big ones and TV, everything else were bit parts. Um, But I I just want to throw that one out. I'm looking, I'm reading some stuff last night. I'm looking at character actors. I'm looking at appearances in films and, you know, you have your, I think, the, the original list that we had sent out. There was a yeah. number of different names there. I'm like, fuck it. I'm right. going to talk with Clint. needs some airtime, man. Yeah. No, nope, for sure. So there's my uh, my off-the-board Clint Howard. <laughs> if you don't know Clint, you got some TV watching and some yeah. movie watching to do. Absolutely. My favorite little, little bit of his is uh, in Austin Powers. And he's the uh, the Johnson. radar operator, Johnson Ritter, isn't it? <laughs> Johnson, exactly. Johnson Ritter. So the bit is that Doctor Evil puts uh, like a uh, I don't know if it's a, it's a rocket or he puts something into space or something in the in the air. Anyway, it looks like a big dick and balls, and yeah. and he picks <laughs> and the whole gag is people are saying. 
yeah, euphemisms for that uh, when they see it. And, and his, his general summon Johnson. It's, and he turns around. It's, it looks exactly like a Willie. Johnson. Or, yeah. <laughs> anyway, stupid joke, but it kills me because I'm stupid. Uh, yeah. No, that's a great pick, man. Thanks, Love that. Man. Yep. Off the board. Love that. Over to you. Over to me. Well, I've got three heavy hitters again. <laughs> they're they're no Clint Howard, but uh, I got three heavy hitters to pick from here. <laughs> no Clint Howard. No, thank <laughs> Jesus. There's only one. <laughs> Best uh, non-porn acting name, Clint Howard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, well, I, I'll let you pick. I got three. Pick a number between one and three. Oh, let's go off the board. Let's go three. Three. All right. So we're going uh, female again. Uh, this actress is... I don't know if she is an award. Okay. Name some movies. See if I can guess. Okay. Yes, yeah, she is an Academy Award winning actress for okay. North Country. Mm-hmm. The Italian Job. Cider House Rules. I'll give you one that you'll, you'll get for sure. Yeah. Monster. Oh, the uh, the bombshell from South Africa. That's right. Charlize Theron. Atomic um, Blonde. Yes. Loves her too. Yeah. Yeah. Deadly. But I, she came to mind just because I'd seen her in. I don't know if I saw all of Cider House Rules, to be honest, but I know she was in it. I know she was in like devil's advocate with Pacino and, and all that. But she did Mad Max Fury Road, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. They have a sequel coming up to that, eh? I know. I can't wait. (laughs) And I think it's based around her. Isn't it called Furiosa? I think so. Yeah. I think so. He's 47 years old now. My age. Born in 75. There you go. Yeah. Born in 75. Yeah. One of the hottest women on the planet. Let's just throw that out there. Well, she is not hard to look at. No. Absolutely not. No. For 47? She wasn't Monster. Yeah. Have you ever seen the the biography on Eileen Mornos? Oh, yeah. Not exactly exactly Charlie's at her prime. No, but she totally embodied that character, you know? And Eerily reminiscent of the Iron Lady, complete transformation. You wouldn't have known it was her. Yeah. Yeah. And so you take that performance and then you look at her other stuff that she's done. She's done a lot of kind of action-y sci-fi type stuff. She was in Prometheus. I know you love that movie. Yes. And then again on Mad Max, but then like Fate of the Furious and Atomic Blonde and, and, and a bunch of Fast and Furious movies. When she was younger, she had a little bit of a Belinda Carlisle vibe going on. Yeah, I could see that. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, great pick. She's um, she's she's got a fairly lengthy uh, filmography too, eh? Oh, she's yeah, she's been in a ton of stuff. She was in a um, she was in that Seth MacFarlane comedy western too. The freak was that called? The Seth. Yeah, so Seth MacFarlane from Family Guy did. Oh, um, a million ways, a million to, die ways in the West. to die in the West. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I didn't actually mind that movie. I was expecting a little bit more from it, but I actually 
thought it was decently funny. He didn't do right. well. Yeah. Uh, but again, it shows that she has that kind of comedic sensibility and then she can kick ass or she can be super drama serious type thing. So I, I you know again, she fits the bill of, of the, um, the wide range acting capabilities in my book. So last night, I'm watching the show, and I'll, I'll, I'll get to how it relates to Charlize. I'm watching a um, – so you know Will Poulter, right? The guy who just was recently in Guardians of the Galaxy was in the um, – Oh, yeah. Yes. Those Maze Runner movies, etc. Yeah. I always thought he was American. Mm. I'm watching a show called The Bear last night. Yeah. And a bear is about this uh, – top-notch Michelin star chef goes back, takes over his family, basically little burger joint sandwich shop. Okay. Really good show. If you ever get a chance, you and Kim on to watch it. Bear. Check but it he's out. got an English accent. I'm like, yeah, so holy shit, he sounds awesome. Yeah. Turns out he's fucking British. <laughs> <laughs> but again, with Charlie, she's South African, so I mentioned that at the beginning. Right. But not in a lot of the movies that she's doing, and, and and that goes for a lot of British actors. Nothing against you know American actors, but who no. can do English accent. But I think that I think it's much harder. And again, mm. I may be wrong, you know. But if you have a dialect coach, you can teach a Cockney and, and all that stuff. That's great. Yeah. But I think actors who have accents who do like American accents and can pull yeah. it off. I always thought she was American. I know it's crazy. And I've heard somebody quoted the other day, someone asked somebody about that, whether it was, no, I'm pretty sure it was, it was about acting. Cause I always thought it was about British singers too, right? right. They, get, they just don't sound British right. sometimes. And someone asked somebody, he had, a, he had an accent and how do you, you know, how do you do the American accent so well and stuff like that? And he said, well, it's, it's the accent of movies. <laughs> it's what I grew up watching. It's all the, all the movies that I, uh, you know, I love come from here <laughs> so okay well that's uh, not, well, not exactly true but yes i see the point you know he but he quoted like uh, the godfather and taxi driver you know all these classic movies that are right. so you know just proto-american mm -hmm. and you know if you feel the dreams and stuff but it seems like yeah actors from other places can adopt the American accent, Southern accent stuff, just because they're so bombarded with American media. Andy that, Lincoln, Walking Dead. You know, yeah. Yeah. Half oh. the cast of Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah. Maggie. Right. There's yeah. a bunch of them. Yeah. Yeah. Maggie, um, Morgan. There's, there's yeah, there's more Morgan, especially Morgan. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, she's got a, like, you look at some of the stuff she's done. Wow. Yep. So she came to mind pretty early in in the process for sure she'll kind of cool as clea and dr strange in that post credit scene too looking forward to that one. Oh yeah yeah dude yep. yeah yep. the green makeup on um yeah, yeah i'm gonna go I'm, I'm staying on the on the lady side of the ledger okay. um one of my probably all-time favorites and i was pleased as punch you'll guess this one when she was Hella in Thor Ragnarok. Oh, uh, Blanchett. Kate Blanchett. Nice. Yes, oh. dude. Yeah. The, one of the first things I think I saw him was um, DiCaprio's flick, The Aviator, about uh, Hughes. Oh, yes. 
Well, she played Catherine Hepburn. You're playing one of America's pillars of right. entertainment and pull it off with precision like abilities. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's got to be right up there. I know she's a little younger than Meryl. Yes. But, um, you know, she's done everything right from independent, just small budget to blockbusters. She's been to stage. Yeah. Um, she's got a couple of Oscars, right? She's got a yep. bunch of Golden Globes. So it's not just the awards. It's her ability to carry off. If you can go from Catherine Hepburn portrayal in yeah. a Leo DiCaprio blockbuster and then go and go in full regalia in a Marvel MCU. Right. right. And play Galadriel in Lord of the Rings as right. well. So you, know. you, you look at those and then the, I think the last one she did last year, I haven't seen it. I don't know if I've, it's high in the holy shit. I got to watch that one. Tar. Apparently oh, she yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but yeah, an amazing job with that one as well. Yeah. I just look at her, her body of work. And yes, right from beginning to end, her ability yeah. to go in and out. There's some movies that she's been in, and you know, I'd have to go back and look at her from Irie, but some of the ones you don't even recognize her. No, she, yes, I mean, she can they're... pull off the, the really well done up makeup, you know, full, and then she can go just plain Jane, and it's like, shit, is that who is that, right? Right. Yeah, quite quite the chame uh, chameleon, and it actually, my next pick is is the same. Yeah, uh, but that's yeah, you got to love that where an actor is you know who's an international superstar yeah. can just absolutely blend into a character where they're almost you know unrecognizable. And then one of the things I looked at the movies that she's been is she's been actually praised not only for her ability to carry but her mastery of accents that go from English, Irish, French regional American accents and mm. she's an Australian actor. That's where right. she's from Australia. Yeah, absolutely. So we've talked South Africa, you know, we've talked about, you know, an Australian accent. We've, we've been American. So there's, you know, it's a, it's a pretty deep wide range of abilities here. And right. And she's done Broadway too. Oh yeah. Um, stage. Yeah. Lots of stage. So, yep. and to like Tony awards, uh, you know, so she's got that in her uh, back pocket as well. Well, not everybody can do that. Go from the stage to big screen and then within your in the big screen, go to such a wide array of roles, deep roles. Um, you'd, you'd look at um, music artists who try to transition from Broadway to mainstream or pop or rock and roll. They're yep. musicians, they're artists, but yep. a lot of them can't make the jump from the stage because it's that you know, really out there, outlandish sort of singing and acting style mm -hmm. to be able to go back and forth. That just speaks volumes. Yeah. Right? yeah. I find, you know, even though people say that these guys are okay, they put, I, I, you watch some of these behind the scenes stuff, the amount of time that they actually mm -hmm. put in, like immersing themselves in the roles, everything from ride along, spending time in morgues, you know, being out there on the front lines. Yeah putting fucking flak jacks on it, going into fucking Warzone, all of these things just to immerse themselves in the characters they're portraying. It's, it's not, it's not something that not everybody can do. No, by not right? at all. No. no. So nope. Good. Shout thing. out to Kate. Absolutely. Yeah. Big shout out to Kate. Yeah. So, uh, last one I had here, actually I had two more, but I, uh, I'll leave one as a, oh, we'll talk about it. Oh, uh, but, after dark. 
Yes. Uh, this, this guy is is definitely known for his, you know, versatility, his chameleon-esque uh, portrayal of characters, and that's Gary Oldman. Solid. Uh, solid actor. So this guy's been around since the late 70s. I guess like his first movie was 82, but I didn't see it. Uh, remembrance, whatever. Uh, comes from Shakespeare, you know, born in London, that kind of thing. So you talk about a guy, you can hide that accent. He can do that for sure. I didn't see Sid and Nancy. He was Sid Vicious. No. Assuming it was good. Uh, but the really the first thing that I remember seeing him in was was Dracula. Dracula. Yeah. Yeah. Bram Stoker's Dracula in 92. Jesus, that old, eh? 92, I know. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, but he's been in True Romance, which Robin and I talked about. Yes. Uh, He played the, um, uh, Drexel. (laughs) Crazy guy. Uh, Fifth Element, uh, Air Force One. He played a lot of villains Mm -hmm. and stuff. But then he flips the villain you know uh, you think just when he thought he was going to be typecast as the villain all the time he flips it and plays like beethoven and then well serious black he thought he might have been a villain but he wasn't uh in spoiler alert in harry potter and then of course uh played commissioner gordon in the dark knight trilogy how about his role in the fifth element oh so good (laughs) i love that movie Love that movie. It's so whacked out. It's I'd only watched that not not too long ago. Really? I forgot how. Yeah, I, not for the first time. Um, I just forgot how long that movie was. <laughs> it's a long ass. It's movie. a great movie, and you know what? Yeah. Shout out to I used. I, I think the first time I seen, I didn't see it in the theater, but um, no. that was one of the uh, staples from Lofmart. Oh, for sure. And the deformed guy Mason Verger in Hannibal. Oh. I was just about to say that. Were you? I'm sorry. Didn't, no, 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 not at all. Uh, I didn't even know it was him. Not even remotely close until, until watching the credits. Yeah, until yeah. I saw his name in the credits. Says, that was Gary Oldman. And it's like, <laughs> oh God, God. I got to go rewind this and look at it Seriously. again. And it's like, there's no way, shape, or form. Yeah. You could have been there for eons. Yeah. Trying to guess who it was. Ne- never. I would no. not have come up with it. Uh, he was great. I thought he was great as Commissioner Gordon. Um, probably the best one in the in, in any of the, the Batman films. Mm-hmm. I didn't see he won uh, Best Actor Oscar for um, Winston playing Winston Churchill in Darkest Hour, and I'm sure that was awesome. I actually enjoyed the Darkest Hour. Yeah, yeah. Not for everybody. Mm-hmm. Don't expect a colossal blockbuster. I actually yeah. liked it. I I, I like the biopics. Nice. Um, do you want? Uh, we can tie some previous conversation together. He actually yeah. portrays Harry Truman in Oppenheimer. Does he really? Part of oh. our Barbieheimer, Barbieheimer conversation. And I told everybody way back when Barbie was going to be a fucking banger. You did. You called it. <laughs> fucking rights. I did. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, everybody out there. Yeah, do I get any uh, kickback on letting everybody know it's going to be? Oh, do I get any bit of that one hundred and fifty-five mil? Yeah, three fifty bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's a couple Cineplex Audion gift cards. They yeah. expire next week. <laughs> yeah, 
here's here's 45 scene points but yeah here's a fucking, here's a pack of smarties from halloween that we've had under the counter <laughs> <laughs> fucking jerks i hate that you go why do you want i'll have a combo i have a medium drink a snack popcorn and a, and a candy i'm looking down i'm seeing the big fucking costco size bag a box of swedish fish and yeah. the boys fires over a fucking kit kat bird the size of the palm of my hand from halloween yeah. i'm like uh yeah no Nine more bucks for a pack of candy. All right, cool. <laughs> so I, I just tried to tie try our conversation up with you. We mentioned Barbie in the other one. Now yeah. we mentioned Oppenheimer in Mid. our Gary Oldman conversation. I look. Nice. For, I'm looking forward to seeing that one. I had to go see it sometime soon. Yeah, I want to see the theater. I do too. I don't know why, but I do. I want to see it big, big and stupid. It's, Apparently, it has a lot of messages that are driving people online crazy but i don't follow that much <laughs> it's a it's a, it's it's a historical movie about if, well, if you don't about, know right, you're talking or, about barbie <laughs> oh barbie oh really Maybe. yeah it's got some uh commentary on like patriarchal society and stuff like that oh cool excellent yeah. Um, well, maybe, <laughs> hey, how about this? We'll park this one. We'll do a Barbie. We'll do a Barbie review later oh on. That God, we on should. Yes, we did. <laughs> we totally hey, we did Dirty Dancing. I'm not saying that Barbie is, a, but I'm just saying for all of the audience, it's not just for a bunch of dudes sitting around having a couple of pops talking movies. Right. I told you it was going to be good. I love it. Yep. Oppenheimer, it's, I think it's something about seeing those atomic bombs. And again, I, mm. I get it. That is scary. And, and, you know, we grew up in the fucking seventies and eighties atomic it, age, you know, yeah. the, toward the cool. end of the cold war. We get yeah. it. But I think it's something about seeing this movie on the big screen, as opposed to watching it at home. It's going to probably be that much better. Yep. Nope. I agree. And be prepared to have a couple bags of Maltesers because it's fucking three hours long. Yeah. No, you have to piss in the box. <laughs> <laughs> but Gary Oldman, yes, yeah, great call. Mount Rushmore for me, yeah, he had to be. He's up there. Yeah, have you ever uh, seen Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy? No, no, I haven't. Good flick too. Worth it. Okay, yeah, add to the list. But again, I'm like you. What if I sat down for an hour and a half and enjoyed it? It may not be for everybody, but I, I get those old spy, old Cold War, post World War Two sort of. You grow up and you see it. I mean, it's like James yeah. Bond, but real and right. that sort of thing. It's based on true story. I, I, I dig stuff that has um, historical foundation to it, not sure. just, you know, out of the back of someone's weirdly magical, wild, imaginative head. Right. So. So the last one I had, um, we can talk about for, um, well, we got time. Yeah. 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 Not that I hate talking about this guy, but it, it's it's just sad to talk about this guy in the past tense is Robin Williams. Um, I think Robin Williams absolutely fits this bill. Starting off as, uh, you know, pure comedy, pure, you know, insane tornado comic, you know, whirlwind guy, uh, you know, with Mork and Mindy and... Um, I guess Popeye to a certain extent, but then he does, you know, and, and good morning Vietnam, even though that had some, you know, um, dramatic elements to it as well. But he went from, you know, absolute comedy to dead poet society and awakenings and patch Adams and one hour photo. 
stuff so, like that, you know, like where he's this psycho, you know, crazy guy. But then he can go right back into comedy with Hook and Mrs. Doubtfire and Jumanji and Flubber and, you know, all these, you know, Night at the Museum where he's like Teddy Roosevelt. and RV, funny as shit. RV is funny as shit. Fuck yeah, under, underappreciated. And yeah. you know what? One hour photo. I don't know why that didn't have as much traction as it did. I just right. don't think, I think based on, you, you talk about the movies that he did there. Yeah. Right, right from Fisher King, right up to Patch Adams. Yeah. A lot of them had uh, a lot of Robin Williams esque moments that people sure. were used to. Yeah, Insomnia and One Hour Photo, he did a complete fucking one eighty. He did, right? And I, yeah. uh, if uh, similar to Tom Hanks, I just think that I don't think people were ready. I right. think because Robin's been, he was so out there. Yeah. You know, his improvisational skills and one of the best comedians of all time. Sure. I don't think they were ready for it. No, no, right? I don't either. Goodwill Hunting was probably one of his best works. Absolutely. One of an Oscar. But his ability to morph and go in between, even in the movies he was in. Yeah. The characters he paid. Yeah. It's just, it is like, but like I said, it is sad to talk about him in the past tense yeah. Just because coming from his manic, like cocaine fueled <sighs> comedy in the eighties and you know, the and all the stand up stuff and all that, and then seeing him do you know the extremely serious roles and mm-hmm. then come right back and do like the genie in Aladdin, the voice for that. I mean, you know, is you talk about range, that guy had it. And the last thing he did was one of the best ones he's ever did, Weapons of Self Destruction. Oh, okay. I didn't see that. <gasps> what? Holy shit. Was that the one he was talking about golf? That was one of them. It might have been that one. But if, if you haven't seen it all. Right? This is yeah. a stand-up special? Yeah, it was an HBO well, maybe, special. Yes, I have. No, I, yes. have seen, I have seen that, yes. I was going to say, you had to see yeah, that. I have seen that. But yeah, I mean, dramatic roles. You talk about all the movies he was in. Um, yep. Comedy. But voice roles. His yeah. ability. I watched uh, a little video the other night where he was talking about how he went to visit Marlon Brando when Jack Nicholson was there and his ability to go in between characters, talking in his own voice and then move between Jack Nicholson and Marlon Brando having a conversation. <laughs> Absolute wow. fucking yeah. brilliance and on yeah. the spot. Yeah. Just the one thing that I got kind of choked about was when they redid Aladdin, the Aladdin movie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> It should never have done a live action Aladdin. And you know, I get Will Smith and that, 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 whatever, but mm-hmm. he was the genie. Yeah. Right? A lot of that was ad libbed. And like everything that he's done, he's been known for ad libbing a lot of things. Yes. Oh, absolutely. But I could sit down and watch his shit forever. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, we're lucky to have him you know, to exist in the same time as him. Uh, and you know, enjoyed the movies that he did. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, hundred percent. Great choice. Yeah, thanks. Now the one, the other one I was thinking of. Yeah, uh, it's very topical. Actually, I was watching Entertainment Tonight before I came down. <laughs> uh, Kevin Spacey. Apparently, he's been acquitted of everything, like all the the lawsuits that had been put up against him for uh, sexual assault and you know, inappropriateness and all that kind of stuff. Um, clean bill. 
I think he I think he might have it. <laughs> I think he might have He's the clean been ostracized bill. ostracized because of this stuff. If he makes a comeback and he starts getting more work, um, yeah. everything from Kaiser Sose to K- to Capex. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's got – what was the uh, – um, oh, shit, the one with the plastic bag flying around the air. American – American Beauty. American Beauty. Beauty, eh? Hey, geez, Beauty, take off. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, just <laughs> acquitted of all nine sex offense charges, and he won like four million bucks against one, one of the first yeah. guys who accused him. There was um I was listening to a lawyer and it, it was at um post when he got out and he was doing his thing. He's uh yeah, he's got a there's nothing on his record right now. Yeah. But he's sixty three years old. He just lost six to eight years of yeah mid to late fifties, sort of that crock you know, that high point of your career where you've done a lot of things and you're you're in demand to go from yep. high in demand to nothing. I mean, he lost that house of cards role, and that show just went oh, belly up after. Big time. You know? Um, yeah, so, you know what? If your peers acquit you and you're innocent in the eyes of the law, then hopefully yeah. you get some work. Yeah. Yeah, no, but I thought about it. As soon as I saw him, I thought about, oh, so, geez, he might fit into the uh, the it's the old category of, of guys with range. I mean, he's a great yeah. actor and stuff, and I guess he's known more for dramatic stuff, but I thought he was really funny in Horrible Bosses. <laughs> right? So there's been a lot of things that he's done out there. Yeah, and I thought his Lex Luthor was actually pretty good, too, uh, in the Brandon <laughs> Routh, even though that wasn't a great movie. I thought he did well as Lex Luthor. I thought he was... Uh, he was the only thing that was worth watching in the movie. Yeah, I didn't like sure. those Brandon Routh movies. No, I didn't Not either. at all. No. no. <laughs> Not one bit. No. But I thought he was good. Yeah. Absolutely, and but I don't know if you've ever seen him on um, SNL. His his Saturday Night Live appearances are hysterical, like really good. Well, yeah, again, he says that those chameleon esque type actors who could do anything, yeah. right? Yeah. So good choice. So, yeah, just wanted to throw him in there. Hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully he gets I don't know uncancelled and and that it's. Hopefully it's not all true and he just got away with it. Um, I guess that's a possibility, but it doesn't seem that way. There's a bunch of other ones, right? We talked about, we just talked about Robin Williams. Um, I think in the, in the chat window before this, you know, Daniel Day-Lewis has got to be on oh, the Mount Rushmore. For sure. Jim Caviezel. Yeah. What were the other ones we picked? There? Sam, Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. Yeah. Do you know one guy I really like, and he's been in a lot of his TV, he's been in some movies? Walt Goggins. You know him, right? But a name sounds familiar. You ever, watch, you, ever watch Justi- you ever watch Justified on FX? No, I haven't seen friggin' Justified, and I need to. Oh, it's coming out. The, the, the old the, event, right? Yeah, the, so the, the next season that's coming out actually is really soon, if it's not out already. I watched the entire oh. series just fine. Loved it. Walt Goggins. Okay, I know him from uh, Sons of Anarchy. He was the trans person. Yeah, the yeah. trans person. Yeah. Yeah. The amount of roles he's played, and now he plays that unicorn where he's like a single dad on TV, Django Unchained, Sons of Anarchy. He was he started got a big boost in the yeah. uh in the shield. Um yeah. I always enjoy when he's on the screen. 
when I watched that all justified, the, his the, the the guy he plays uh, Boyd Crowder, a Southern criminal, he yeah. and Oliphant have such a good chemistry on screen. It like it carried the whole series, like just the two of yeah. them against each other. If you have some time, you want to put into a nice good series. I really enjoyed. Yeah. I was kind of pissed off after I watched the last season, but then I heard come back. Yeah. It is, and it's pro- it's called um, Justified Primeval, I believe. Something like that, yep. And I believe it's coming on. So I don't know if he's going to be in it, but uh, hmm. oh, yes. Eight days ago, <laughs> the new season started. Oh, perfect. Bing. It's already started. Yeah. Nice. So that means I got to tune in and start watching that. I got to find it if it's on FX. Bonus. Should be. That was the other guy. It was like kind of off the board. You could go with all of the A-listers and whatnot yeah. and so forth. But, you know, it's, it's the other guys, right? Yep. Um, yeah, I definitely went more went more a list. Right. Then there's a if we wanted to, I mean, there's a whole sort of sub list of like B movie actors who've been in a lot of stuff. Um, no guaranteed. Did you know the record for the number of screen appearances in movies? Eric Roberts has it. Really? No, like I didn't fucking seven hundred appearances or something. What seven hundred? Something absolutely insane. Jesus. The number of screen credits that he has. Like on the big screen. Wow. Eric Roberts. Yeah. He's done a wide array of stuff too, but he's not what I would say. You sit down and let's, hey, let's watch a Robert, Eric yeah. Roberts back to back. But um, when your big, when your little sis is Julie Roberts, I guess, you know, you're going to get some work, right? Yeah. You get tend to get work. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, people. we could go on and on. That was, there was, there was yeah. some, if you just took the ones that we just talked about and watched the top four or five films of their career, You'd yeah. have an, a really good fucking couple of weeks of entertainment. Yeah, no doubt. Excellent. That was a good episode, dude. There you go. Yeah, good topic. Yep. So if you want to get in touch with us and uh, discuss this topic or any other things that we've talked about, please do. Please drop us a line. Uh, you can send us an email at videonightpod at gmail.com. Uh, reach out to us on Facebook at Video Night Pod. Twitter as well, oh, or X or whatever the frig you got to call now. <laughs> Video Night Pod there. And again, if you want to hop on a call or, you know, on a pod here and, and as a, a call in or a special guest, hit us up, man. We're always open to uh, to new voices, new opinions. And um, that's the best way to get get a hold of us is, is those three, those three ways. So that's that's this week. Uh, next week, yeah, I'm away for a while, so we might we might not have a podcast for a few weeks. Then I'll see you in um, when we meet up at the end of August. Then school yeah. starts. We might be having a little bit of a late summer hiatus, and then come back. Yeah. So you know what we should do? We should put it out. Remember last year, where uh, after our hiatus, we had the vote come in from Florida that wanted us to do dirty. We kicked <laughs> out for our last season with dirty dancing. So yes. We should put it out there and see what people want us to do. Give them some ideas and see what they want us to do for our fall kickoff. How's that? Perfect. Sounds good. And we'll have an in-person meeting coming up in late August. Yeah. Maybe um, we'll, we're, we're, we'll record a little uh, little 20-minute shit show. Ooh, <laughs> that's a good idea, too. Oh. Yeah, you could sit there, you know, sitting in a hotel room having a couple of beers, shit, yeah. shit. There you go. That's the end. There's going to be a few hee-haws that come from that one. Yeah, no doubt.
my god, that's classic. I gotta get that soundbite. Oh, love it. Yeah. All right. Well, until next time, my name is Jerry. I'm Rob. And as always, be kind and please rewind.